Hello, welcome to Lifeless Meets Yada Riada. Yala Riada is here to revolutionize the health, fitness, and startup scene in Palestine. Their name means let's play sports in Arabic, but their message reaches far beyond that, as they are driven by their vision to change people's lives for the better. Join us as we learn about their motivation focusing on fitness, how they build relationship of mutual trust with their team, and challenges they face as they seek to transform the startup infrastructure of Palestine into a sustainable ecosystem. So, hi guys, can you give us an introduction about yourselves? Maybe starting from Adnan, please. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Adnan Jaber and I am from Jerusalem, one of the co-founders of Yalla Riyadha. And today here I'm with my friends Rajai and Muhammad, the, the other two co-founders. And we're happy to tell you about our startup. Hi, my name is Mohammed Masal. I was born and raised in Jerusalem. I'm one of the co-founders of Yalla Riyadha. We are a fitness application uh, who's, talk, uh, who's talk, targeting the, uh, initially the uh, MENA region. And uh, we are here to share with you guys our story. Hi guys, my name is Rajai Barakat. I'm from Palestine. I'm also from Yalla Riyadha. I'm here with my co-founders today and I'm excited to share our story. Can you first tell us how you guys met and the journey of starting Yalla Riyadha? So the whole of the uh, idea behind the Yalla Riyadha, uh, it first began in April 2019. I was a student in the Hebrew University and I was studying in the Hebrew University. You know, what does that mean? The, the startup nation and everything, wherever you go, you hear about startups, venture capitals and angel investors and everything like that. The infrastructure is so strong and I have way too many friends who started their own companies and everything like that. And I was like one of the few Arab students who studied this subject. So I remember we were studying an entrepreneurship class and they were discussing uh, the idea of they don't want um, the Israeli startups to do exits anymore. They want to build their own empire. In, in our side, we, we don't have any startups. So it was so hard for me to start anything. You know, even to think about a startup, it was hard for me. Mm. So at the same time, I was going, I was like a, a gemaholic. I used to go to the gym and everything and we were facing way too many problems like the language barrier and everything so I thought about the idea of maybe we can do something about the lifestyle uh, especially my dad is overweight he's obese and my brother they weight like my brother is 160 and my father yeah and my father is uh, 120 and my mom is 110 and I weigh 80, 75, something like that. How come you got into sport and your family is not so sporty or gymaholic as you are? Uh, me and, and Adnan, we were raised in a culture in our school where you play uh, football at 6.30 uh, in the morning and where you finish your school with a football game and something like that. So it's all about the culture. When you sit next to a barbershop, 
even though you don't have the money uh, one day you will uh, eventually will have a haircut you know so uh, <laughs> it was like that so <laughs> so I, I was struggling you know with the food and everything I was like going back home I don't want to eat anything my family they uh, prepared the pizza or something like this so it was hard so I thought about something but then I asked myself maybe my father he used to sit uh, all day uh, playing uh, Candy Crush so I thought maybe gamification would do something to people why all the people are so ad addicted to uh, the games what makes them sit all day so i started asking my dad why he told me you know you win uh, things and stuff so okay i started thinking about this seriously and uh, then i thought about another another barrier which is the language i started checking the statistics in the arab world and we have let's say here in palestine they have the English culture more strongly than, let's say, in, for instance, in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, they, you have a high number of the people who doesn't know what's English, you know. So we, I started from there and then I went to, to Rajai, who's living in Ramallah. Uh, and the people laughed at me and laughed at him because they told us that the infrastructure in Ramallah startups the trend here is people coming from ramallah to tel aviv in order to work on them on themselves because the uh, startup is the uh, israel is the startup nation and everything and then yeah. i told him that was like a year and a half i told him okay we can start from ramallah but one day we can end up in dubai you know we can do this right. so we started the, the journey and he helped me a lot with the business Thing because I have no background in business and after that Adnan joined us and he added a lot and he can start from there Adnan Rajay, do you want to take your part because you were before me? <laughs> if you guys don't mind, I would like to add something. Adding to Muhammad's story, I actually, when I first met Muhammad, the first time I remember it was like two years ago. The first day we met, we started talking about startups and it amazed me that I found someone passionate about uh, such topics here in Palestine because there are few people that actually knew what startups are, even though I was studying business administration at a university that teaches such stuff. And our curriculum did not focus uh, on entrepreneurship at all. Mm. We're studying uh, business in general. That's just in my opinion because you can yeah. create, you can develop the whole economy through startups in the high tech sector, and we need to work on that. Like I really want Maria to succeed to a point where I can approach my university and tell them this is a success story that you could follow and change the curriculum and do something about it because we could, you know, we did it, and we're doing it, and we're trying our best to succeed. So. It could change something here. Also, yeah, I met Muhammad and then one year later he approached me and he told me I'm working on this idea. What do you think? I found that the idea was simply life-changing and to other people. If we actually implemented it the right way, it would actually change lives. So I was really interested to do it. Even though I was still in university and I had a lot on my plate, I was a graduate, I was a senior. So, But I actually put more effort in the startup than my studying because I knew it had potential. And later on, we decided that we needed someone that had a huge background in tech. And then Muhammad uh, told me that I know someone and he approached Adnan and I actually got introduced to Adnan since then. And we've been friends and co-workers and 
co-founders since that day. Mohammed uh, called me. He told me I'm interested in meeting you. I was happy to see him after many years. Last time I saw him was in school when we graduated, and then he contacted me again. So we met. He started telling me about the startup. He shared with me this story that he shared now, and it got me emotional, just like it got me emotional now. And I started questioning him, like interviewing him, like I'm an investor. How are you gonna sell? How are you gonna build this? How are you gonna build it? Are your customers? And then he convinced me with all his answers. He was very well studied and gave me all the numbers I needed to know, and convinced me. I couldn't stop thinking about it the day after. And I told him, if you leave the startup, I'm continuing the startup. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to to go to go deep with it and join them. And then he introduced me to Rajai in a cafe in Ramallah. Rajai is a nice guy. <laughs> Can you also tell us what kind of customer is a typical Yara Riyada customer? Who are your fans, and who would you like to be your fans? May I start? Yeah. First of all, our product is designed is well designed for our families and friends. Our families and friends are struggling. First of all, let's let's agree that all bodies are perfect. There's no the perfect body, and we're here fighting health problems. We don't fight the no. This is the right body. This is not. Let's say lose weight in order to no. Just accept yourselves, guys. That's our message. After that, we're fighting the health problems, health issues, obesity. Obesity. Let's say with my father. He got obese and he he struggled with the diabetes and now he go always to the hospital and during our journey he went like twenty times and it was frustrating frustrating. So our target market is the MENA region, the people who doesn't know English. Let's say we have in market tons of solutions, but they are like targeted to the whole world in English. So when we first introduced our product to the people they always asking us why it's not in english because you are not our target you know we want the people who doesn't know why there's no product in english uh, and the other uh, criteria for our uh, target it's um, the people who have no money like to reach a personal trainer and to pay them let's say uh, lots of money per hour so we introduce you the best trainers around it's like the idea of uber you know anyone can join us like well-known personal traders they can introduce themselves and make money on our app and we introduce them to the people who couldn't afford to pay a personal trainer and then you want to continue that's it for me exactly it's a platform for both the personal trainers to create more revenue and reach out more And for the people who are looking for professional training plans and nutrition plans, but at a good cost, we're trying to make it from locals to to locals. Right, Mohammed. When you're trying to create this kind of two-sided marketplace, I've been really impressed with what all three of you have done. Is create an amazing community around what you've developed, and you know you've got this strong presence on social media. How did you do that? We've done that through uh, while using a well-known personal trainers. Nowadays, uh, all the people 
in our uh, community they keep like checking what the, what my my friend got a new car wow a uh, new clothes wow so we use that uh, logic to to make them like inside our app let's say for instance you can check your friend the rewards and everything so you say wow he's doing it why not me so we are using this toxic thing and changing this to change themselves to be better than them let's say so what helped us uh, as i told you they will not uh, personal trainers the lack of uh, knowledge of uh, sports and nutrition in our community and uh, the lack of platforms you know we have great experts in uh, nutrition and uh, uh, sports but they have uh, nobody to introduce them a platform to make money first of all and to make a name for themselves so this is one of our struggles you know uh, in a perfect world they think about the idea and everything in our world we think about the infrastructure when we first wanted to register our company the law it was from 1964 something like this and it's way 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 too old to to let's say to give the tools to startups to start this is our struggle from the start like with registering and everything and the community we don't have anything like this you know and this is uh, funny you know why because we're like here in jerusalem all the people say we're a startup nation startup nation meanwhile in ramallah there's no infrastructure why not you know most of the people in ramallah now they do outsourcing to tel aviv what's stopping us mm-hmm. so this is this is this is what ah uh, yeah sure as for our social media presence uh, you opened so many subjects Muhammad, and i want to add to all of them uh, when it comes <laughs> to our social media presence we kind of understood that the main idea behind our platform is to actually give out information about help out people when it comes to fitness and nutrition and in general motivate people to self progress and self being more self aware and actually changing their lives and changing their habits so we're trying to create content we're testing out content that actually motivates people or give out information that actually helps them or throughout some bullet points could actually give them some motivation to actually open the app and, and go to one of our programs and test out what actually suits them. So that's what we're trying to do through our social media. Also creating a community where people would share their results with us and we can share it back on our page and the whole experience with fitness in general and health in general and in, with our app. So that's when it comes to our social media when it comes to the ecosystem itself and infrastructure here one of our main problems here in palestine that we're struggling with is that actually the law has not changed when it comes to the commercial law or just doing a company or the, the taxes law it's devastating and has to do with some political reasons when the government uh, the, the, i don't know what the parliament i don't mm-hmm. know what it's called yeah I don't want to get too much to details when it comes to politics but the laws they don't pass through the parliament anymore and they have to pass through the president so not all the laws are being changed and updated and that's one of the reasons that startups are kind of slow here as far as i know they actually are trying to change the law and it's a very slow progression but they're trying to change the law to make it better so i believe in like in 10 years we would be we would have a better ecosystem but we should start working from now so we'd be ready in 10 years when the law is ready. That's all I had to and, say. And Sabz, we, we're mentioning this uh, problem because you and uh, 
uh, as an, an investor, you know that most of the, um, the startups, you don't have like to make revenues in the first or the second year to, to make your own value and to reach stars. Here with the lack of information and the knowledge of the startups, it actually make uh, build barriers uh, also in front of the, let's say our partners. When you come to, when you reach someone and want him to join you, he asks you about the revenues, first of all. And this is not the right thing to do. Yeah, you know? of course not. So when you reach, let's say, for instance, a personal trainer, we were lucky that most of them, they want to change life. They told us that we don't care about the revenues. We don't care about right. anything. We just want to change lives. Meanwhile, on the other hand, we had way too many people. We reached them without mentioning any names. They asked about the revenues. Wow, it's not making us money. Why we, would we join? And this says a lot about the the, the infrastructure. And we're, we're going to change that, hopefully. Like, uh, if someone wants shares the same vision as we do, it's way easier to actually work with them. We're gladly working with such people, and we're happy that we found personal trainers and nutritionists and other partners who are willing to give out and actually with the pure intention of helping others and changing others. Also, one of the greatest things about our platform application is that we're giving these personal trainers and nutritionists a, a new platform, which is not saturated like other platforms, such for instance, Instagram or YouTube or other social media platforms that they can reach their customers. So when you give them a new platform with zero presence and you're trying to build that community and it's easy, way easier for, for you to convince or to, to tell them that, yeah, this is the business aspect of the, our app, but we're building something from scratch. So you can actually be one of the first people who can join right. this platform and you can actually help other people. So you have two kinds of mentalities here. People who actually are willing to help and give out free content and, and help people while making money. Of course, there's always the business aspect of everything, even if you have pure intentions. People who ask you purely for the revenues and this has to do with the culture itself, which mm -hmm. eventually you can change, of course, but yeah. it takes time. It's just about people's mentalities and perspective on business and helping others and all that. This is a sensitive subject. You know, here in Palestine, we have like, I can count in, in this hand how many but, venture capitals we have here in Palestine. Yeah. We, we only have uh, angel investors and this is not a good thing, believe me. To go to reach a, an angel investor, we were lucky that we got a, a, a good investment from a, an angel investor who's not uh, greedy enough to to take all the everything, let's say, because he's right, a businessman yeah. at the end of the day. But the lack of uh, such infrastructure with the venture capitals, we have venture capitals here in Palestine, but with their conditions, they want you like, the, let's say, if if uh, Facebook now reach them, they w would say no, because you're which, not making crazy, enough money. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. I think my experience of how the investment landscape has changed quite a bit is what you're mentioning, Rajay, around kind of this idea of being very mission driven and pay. We, we call it paying it forward. That is, that's kind of that Silicon Valley mentality of. Let me give it a chance. Let's see where it develops. And let me be part of a movement, not just to make money. I think that's slowly spreading. And it's really interesting to see that Europe, maybe kind of five or 10 years ago, was in a similar position of underdeveloped venture capital ecosystem, very conservative when it came to 
deployment of capital into early companies. So it was very expensive to start companies, whereas now you've got this really great infrastructure of accelerators, lots of angel investors. People are curious about startups. Startups are cool. You know, people want to start them. And it takes time. And sometimes it, it is because of politics. So in the UK, I can mainly speak about the UK, we have various tax-related incentives for investors such that it's attractive to invest in businesses. So you see there's a trickle-down effect. When the government is on the side of startups, things start to move very quickly and develop. And I guess what you're trying to do is preempt that, which is really exciting. What makes you most excited about what you're building and what it could look like in the future? Mm. What gets us most excited about what we're now building and what it can do in the future. Mm-hmm. What we're building today is accessible to everyone and uh, can scale up so quickly. And we, we can reach our influence, just like I said. That's, that's the thing that I like the most about it. I do sports a lot. I have uh, so many running communities I'm joining and the football. But it's always the, the little group of people I'm meeting and influencing. But with this, we have a great potential. Adding to this, Adnan, what excited us the most that every day we can make a change. Here we're living like, we're not living in London. We're not living in Tokyo. It's not a perfect place, let's say. It's not perfect in London or Tokyo, but it's not that perfect here. So every day we can change, let's say, two things. Every day we wake up, we can do things that for the people it's wow they, every day we can make the people wow us so uh, that's what's excited here because you know i've sacrificed uh, studying in, in the hebrew university it's uh, rated like 64 in the world and everything like that to change this with the team i ha- we have the great team great team here to change the uh, i believe we can change the infrastructure here easily because it's a hard task to do it's a task it's not a goal because we we're gonna do other tasks here but uh, what's excited here we can make changes every day and this is a good thing yeah. i think for me per se is actually turning the vision into reality actually seeing the product once we had it as a prototype and i first saw it as a product and it was available on the stores i was like okay that's amazing that's exciting. So step-by-step step excitement, I guess. But uh, when it comes to long-term, I think uh, implementing the whole vision of changing lives and uh, leaving a blueprint uh, in the fitness community and creating a brand in the MENA region because that's our long-term vision when it comes to fitness and uh, other stuff like sponsoring people. When it comes to fitness, people rely on brands that are... When it comes to globalization... The, the, the whole, let's say, Western brands are t- have taken over the whole country. So we can actually create something here and we can actually change and give out more potential for Arabs. And that's the whole vision. It's kind of all over the place, but the main point here is to actually change people's lives and create a healthier lifestyle for the, let's say, Arabs. And mm-hmm. coming back to our target markets, we're targeting people who actually can maybe speak English, but... So actually Arabic speakers who can or want to change their lives and progress mm. and self-develop. When you ask ourselves about the, where do you see uh, yourselves in, in the future, we see ourselves, let's say, our our um, uh, our uh, company, our startup 
as the, the first brand, sports brand in the MENA region, hopefully. We're seeing ourselves changing lives. Now when I go to Tel Aviv, I see, let's say, the green uh, changes over there, like the vegan things and everything. Meanwhile, in the Arab world, there's nothing like this. There's no vegan, there's no vegetarian, there's nothing. Nowadays, we're living in the past, in the MENA region. Meanwhile, I go to Tel Aviv, I live in the future. So I want to take this and move it to the MENA region. When we first started, Adnan asked us, guys, let's study from the best. Let's ask, get mentorship from the best. So we asked ourselves, who, who are the best here in our industry? Then we found out there's no industry. There's no fitness industry in the MENA region. There's nothing like that. We tend to rely on uh, importing things uh, from Europe, for instance, or uh, from the States. And uh, we're not like doing something for ourselves. Hopefully we're going to do this and we're going to do this big, very big. Someone has to fear it to start. <laughs> so I think mm. that's us. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like, there's always uh, someone who starts whatever, whatever industry it is. So mm. I think us taking this opportunity and I think we're all capable with the chemistry of what we have. I think my favorite thing about our team is that we have this huge chemistry and we actually get along well and we have the same vision. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the main success factors in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So hopefully uh, we would be the first people to actually be a reference in the future for other people who are trying to build something from scratch when it comes to fitness or startups in general. Right. Yeah, I mean, Not- you know, I think you, you guys love what you do so much. Like you're starting from your community spreading it with mission the excitement that i feel like you said rajay is that you're making it with very strategic and concrete steps if you are to give okay let's say like two points of what you love about yada what would it be it can be about Uh, the team it can be about the identity i would say the team that's what i wanted to say it's that I have every day with those uh, guys and uh, with the rest of uh, the people that are working with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are all people that we, we think about. Uh, we have a shared vision and I love to surround myself with people who share the vision with me. I'm a goal-oriented person and those people share this goal with me and my vision. Uh, they satisfy me a lot. Uh, proud but never satisfied. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, in this kind of startup, I feel free. There is freedom of work, the place, uh, from the time, and I, I would highly prefer that than the other kind of traditional jobs. When it comes to me, I think the first point that Adnan mentioned is actually the most important one. I'm working with people who are like-minded. We have the, a great chemistry and we're great together, honestly. We're, we're well put and that's uh, a great asset that I think we have. The second thing is actually on my personal level, I'm gaining so many experiences that I wouldn't have gained anywhere. This is purely, you wake up every day excited to work and learn more things and try and uh, always go with trial and error, try to uh, make calculated risks. And I don't think I could have ever had such an experience with great people such as Adnan and Hamad and other, the other people at our, in our team. And uh, it's just a blessing, honestly. So, Hamad, you can add if you would like. Thank you, Rajay. My first point is, as they mentioned, 
it's gonna uh, boring to say this again but you know like uh, in our company when you think about something you share it with the team we can turn it to reality in in other companies um, you have like i don't know all the positions oh, and okay, everything yeah. like I know it in Hebrew. I wanted to say it in Hebrew. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is exciting. The second point is we're doing masters in life. I I think so. We're, instead of going to the university, we're doing this in, in in reality. Every day we meet people. We we do things. We take risks. The risks are so so amazing. It's a bad word, but it's a great feeling. You know taking risks every day and uh, this is a great thing and i want to add a third, a third point sorry in in our company we have no positions we we are all like a family we don't have working hours we're, we're doing tasks and everything and this is a new thing to introduce to our uh, community and uh, we're liking it we're liking it i can feel the trust that is across you and probably which extends to the larger team Thaus and I work from Tokyo and London and very few times we met physically but because we have trust and where we want to go that really kind of takes me out of the zoom fatigues because you know the, the content is more than the interface sometimes you just need to be focused on what's happening in front yeah. of you yeah 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 exactly i think high trust humor and experimentation that's kind of the recipe in a way but that trust element is really important and it's you have to work at it and i don't think anyone ever and not really meant to speak about my experiences this is your podcast but i guess it's i would love to that's something no but that's something you have to really work at as in emma and i we went through a phase where we were going through just doing very functional meetings like we're going to do operations we're going to do a talk on content we're going to do our you know weekly report and we were not spending any time together as people and we weren't building that trust we were just doing work and they're two very different things and i think now we have dedicated time to just chat and we've got slack up and running we have whatsapp you know we talk about our lives and i never i never realized the importance of that until we got it so wrong and i think we were both feeling quite depressed and you just make one small change and it it's just transformed our working relationship so yeah, yeah you have that, to be curious to do that you know i think so, so. you have to be open curious <laughs> loving and willing i guess this is wow <laughs> this is a daily problem <laughs> yeah for especially oh. having a lockdown so i think that's a 2020 occasion <laughs> Yeah. How, yeah. how do you how do you guys keep yourselves happy in a place where you can't go out and work out? Other than kicking back and chilling and going out with friends, I work out daily. I go for runs. I try to go for runs, but I, I work out daily. At least now with, with all whole COVID thing, I don't go to crowded gyms. So I, I I choose to work out at home. I'm still doing it, and it's a great habit that I'm happy that I have. I think that's it. Other than kicking out and chilling and working out, that's what keeps me sane. What about you guys? Work out. First word, please. Work out. <laughs> With the lockdown, we turned from gymaholics to runaholics. So we right. now we run every day, but now the weather is is not that good. 
So we tend to a jumping rope holic. You know, I like we jump ropes now. I started cooking nutritious food. That's good. There's a guy in the UK on Instagram, he's called The Body Coach. And he does these videos which show you can work out anywhere. So he went traveling and was like, he had this series of hotel gym workouts, not hotel gym, hotel room workouts, and in really tiny rooms. Actually, it really works. And it's kind of motivating to watch someone else do that. And so when you go away, you're like, I can do it anywhere. So even when people are stuck in a tiny flat in London, there's no excuse to not work out. It feels really great. Cook yourself something nice and kind of see the positives, you know, so. Take care of yourself and be happy. Very important. If, believe me, if we had enough money, we would do great things for the changing, you know, to do things in small spaces. We thought about something with the VR. <laughs> with our startup, it's so far now. But yeah. Lots of we, ideas. We, lots of... Speaking so, of ideas, what, what are your guys' next steps? VR, small places or like food channels? What, what's up? Hopefully, we're now building our merch line, merchandise line. Uh, after this, we're taking steps towards the big things. First of all, we're working on our app. And then we're uh, going to build our brand and change things here. If we had enough money, we would uh, open gyms. And then we would uh, change things like VR, as you said now. And it's a long checklist. Oh. We're, we're like building our uh, studio to shoot things and everything. So to sum, to sum things up, as Mohamed said, what we're trying to do is actually develop our app and try our best to make it better as we're trying to gather data as we kickstarted the whole thing and launched. Of course, uh, there's always going to be room for improvement, so that's what we're trying to do. Also, we're kickstarting the project of activewear and we're going to work on that in the next few months. We're also building our own studio where we're going to do podcasts and photo shoots and everything and actually shooting programs that in developing the whole quality of the content in general. Long-term plans, there are so many ideas and I think Adnan betrays so much when it comes to the tech side because uh, <laughs> after all, this is built on the basis of technology. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Adnan, if you want to add something. Uh, first, I want to focus on uh, achieving and succeeding in this uh, step and then we can jump to the next one. But always the question that I ask myself, how can I motivate people to exercise or to eat more nutritious? How can I bring it to them in, in a new modern way? Always I'm researching this. How can we? <laughs> can, can we? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Everyone has this question. I think the more that I look at early stage ideas, anyone can have an idea. My thesis is anyone can have an idea, but it takes not just execution, but it takes a certain way of thinking and motivating and acting on those thoughts in order to make it happen. So I think one thing people in the Valley are really obsessed with is, well, how come that person succeeded and I didn't, but we had the same idea? And I think it has to do with all kinds of, things which are non-obvious so things to do with culture things to do with what your family did all these sorts of things and I'm busy with my work but it's something that I want to dig into more so when I do when I press the button on that study I know the three people I'm calling first 
Do you guys all have your final comments to the listeners, which will probably be in United States, UK, are our main listener base? I want to tell the, the people, if they listen now, that if they have a dream, they have to go for it, to think big and go for it. Don't listen to the people. Don't listen to naysayers. Just oh. go for your dreams. And um, eventually, if you fail, you're going <clears> to <throat> have a great experience to do with it again and again and again. If you don't fail, you're going to succeed. So that's a great thing to do. And uh, I hope to see a better world, maybe. And that's it for me. Adam? There's lots of what to say. <laughs> But there is a quote that I started to love a lot lately. We don't look at beauty standards, we look at health standards. And we need the whole world to think like that and work on their health. Okay, I would like to say thank you all for listening. And I'm going to leave you off with something cliche, but I really believe in it. So you've got to think out of the box in order to change something. So uh, pursue what you love. That's it. Whether it's uh, fitness or not, or business or not, just pursue what you love and not be afraid of uh, what, people, what other people think because once you succeed, trust me, you wouldn't give a single crap. <laughs> Sorry for the language. Nice. I want to add one more thing. It's the, the quote they always also say, investing in our health is the best investment we can do in our lives. Hashtag. Thank you for this opportunity, honestly. It's nice. This is our, our first interview in English. So thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank having you. us. And hopefully we will meet maybe in, I don't know, in your next venture capital sales. Maybe. <laughs> Stay in touch. Thank you so cool. much for your time. Thank you. Good. Nice. Have, have a good, good day. Weekend. Have a good weekend. Yes, you, you too. too. Stay Bye. safe. Bye. 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 Bye.